Comme ça. Hello. Hello. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Oh, there you go. Hi. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> Hi, Nora. How's everyone? Feeling blessed. So wait another minute, maybe, just to make sure everyone is logging in. Nora, how are you doing? Really good. How are you? Okay. Thank God. Thank God. Rama, you're in San Francisco? Yeah. Yes, okay. Wow. And are you, what are, in terms, are you out and about, or are you totally in? Am I, sorry, what? Are you out and about a little bit, or are you completely in? Um, that's a complicated question, particularly this week. <laughs> Up wow. until this week, I've been completely in. I left my house last week, one time to walk around the block, and that was the furthest I'd been away from home in six weeks. Wow. So I've been doing a lot of in this week. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of plans. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you're ready to, uh, <laughs> to go out there. I'm so ready. I mean, the, the question is like, <laughs> what is ready for me? <laughs> Great. Are your kids Wonderful. in school already? So uh, my youngest is in second grade and they were supposed to go back, but, um, we haven't sent her back yet. We weren't ready. Or my oldest two are home. So we're still home, but I'm also going back out next week. Um, I'm also a therapist, so I'm going back to the center where I work. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what's going to, it's all a little bit up in the air. That's Lacha. Yeah. Same to you. And Sarah, where, how are you? Have you been? Are you out and about? Are you still in? <laughs> also, a difficult question. Um, trying to start to venture out, but it's it's a little nerve wracking to go out. So I like watch myself just stay inside. I'm like, okay, I need to like push myself. Like it's okay. Go out, go to the park, walk around. Um, so slowly creeping out, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. And ladies in the villa, Jamie and Svia, I don't know who else is there. How about the two of you? Same thing. We're we're in uh and we're in Jerusalem here. So right. as you probably know, restrictions are being kind of lifted a bit. So we've been we've been out and about a little. We want to go to the coachel tomorrow. Yeah. Oh wow, is it is it open? people going in there again it's open but they are like sectioning it into sections yeah. uh like allowing people like it's like little cubicles kind of to make sure everyone's kind of socially distant but it's open yeah jamie can you take me with you on video call oh. yeah i, I, I would 
<laughs> when are you going? Tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon. So it might be a little early on your end. Oh, that might be I very. I can let you know. I can let okay. you know. <laughs> then you can take me in your mind, in your thoughts. Yes. Please, Dobbin. I will, I promise. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> if we make it there. <laughs> oh, I miss the hotel. <laughs> Amazing. Oh. Well, thank God we can. We can do that. That's amazing. True. Beautiful. And I see we have Yael on the call. I'm not sure who Yael is. And I don't know if you're hooked on. Um, we can see you. So welcome if you are here. Um, so what I'd like us to do, actually very relevant and um, to, to venturing out is uh, I chose chapter 121, which I think is probably one of the most famous uh, chapters of, of Psalms. Uh, I know for me, it's the first go-to when someone says it's new Dublin, so the first one that rolls off my tongue uh, without having to, to think about it. I find it comforting. Um, and I think it has to do with, with venturing out and with journeys, which I'll expand on. Um, so I'll start out with the actual chapter. So today, um, hi, Dee. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Great to see you. Um, just on time. So we were, we were just kind of all sharing whether we've ventured out yet or not, where we were still in. And I said, we, I chose chapter 121. And I felt it was very appropriate. So I'm going to start with sharing that. Oh, goodness. Here we go. So part of my venturing is <laughs> to know my technology and um, and so I'm going to use, I'm using uh, Google Slides today. We'll see how that works. This has been a whole experience for me growing into these. So, um, so you have this, the whole chapter. You see it's got eight verses in front of you. Um, does one of you mind reading? Sure. Just number these one. Eight verses in English. Any volunteer? I could, I could do it, number one. Is my first one? Or is everyone else frozen? Hello? Hello. I can hear you, Jamie. Oh, okay. Did I just start reading? You said sure. Okay, a song. Please. I did a, a song for a sense. I shall raise my eyes to the mountains. From where, from where will my help come? Should keep going. My help comes from the... My help is from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Three, he will not allow your foot to falter. Your guardian will not slumber. Behold, the guardian of Israel will... Oops. I don't know if I clicked something or not. Yes. Okay, continue. Verse, verse two. So I don't know why this keeps... Uh, oh, wait. It, it's not... Uh, your screen isn't shared anymore. Go ahead, Jamie. You might have to reshare your screen. I think it ended. Yeah, oh, you can't see the screen. No, it, I did at first, but it went away. Whoa, whoa, whoa. 
So wait, how do I do that? Or you're doing great. Okay, so the middle lost <laughs> because I have my screen, but how do I oh here we go. Got it. You just uh, cancel. Sorry, I share screen. Here we go. Okay. Do you see it now? Yeah. Perfect. Okay, go for it from the beginning. <laughs> okay. A song for ascent. I shall raise my eyes to the mountains. From where will my help come? My help is from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to falter. Your guardian will not slumber. Behold, the guardian of Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your guardian. The Lord is your shadow. He is by your right hand. By day, the sun will not smite you, nor will the moon at night. The Lord will guard you from all evil. He will guard your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from now to and to eternity. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. So I'm assuming, do you all, do you all know this psalm? Yes, no, is everyone yeah. familiar? Yeah, everyone like thumbs up if you're familiar with this song. It's okay if you're not. Oops. So, so, Sarah, okay. Do you know it? Okay. And Jamie, okay. It's important for me to gauge uh, that. Um, so I'll start out by saying that it's, um, this psalm is a part of a series of psalms called Shirei HaMa'alot, um, starting from 120 through 134. And um, the question is, what, what are these Shirim LaMa'alot and what are Ma'alot? So here it's translated as um, a song for ascent or a song of ascent. Um, and the question is like, what does it mean and what is this series about? So again, the commentators, as we've seen many, many times before, there are words at the first verse very often that um, many Palestinians are not sure what these words mean. And there are a few different um, commentaries that try to figure out what, what this word is about. So some of them say for the Mishnah, for example, talks about the fact that there were 15 just like there are 15 songs of ascent from 120 to 134, there were 15 steps in the temple. Um, and those steps correspond to the 15 uh, songs of ascent. And this is where the Levites would actually physically stand and sing and play the, um, the, the, these uh, songs. Another idea has to do with voice. And I've seen, I've seen another couple commentators talking about voice. One of them said maybe uh, they were sung in a very high voice, ascent meaning ascending the voice. Another one said they start from a low voice and go to a higher voice. And another couple ideas have to do with more geographical or spiritual ascent. Um, some say maybe this is some, supposed to be a comfort and a, a redemption to Am Israel ascending to Eretz Israel when the day is when the day comes. Um, and one last idea is, is uh, this is maybe a song pilgrimage when the pilgrims would come up to Yerushalayim and uh, sing these songs as on their way. Um, and in that case, 
when it says was I raised my eyes to the mountain, meaning the mountains uh, Jerusalem. Um, but what I want to uh, use right now and the commentary that that um, I would like to share is this idea that it really has to do with the journey of an individual and not necessarily of the collective or not a group coming up to Yerushalayim or to Eretz Yisrael. Um, so for me, that was very appropriate because as I said before, um, I feel like this is definitely a time of, of journeys and I'm wondering, the question to myself the last week has been, how do I go back out there? Right? There's anxiety about going back into the world. There's a change reality. Um, I think for all of us, uh, our plans have changed. Um, and, uh, and, and I've been wondering like how to do that. Um, for some of you, your plans have completely changed. Like, I would love to hear in the chat box, um, for those of you that, I mean, again, for all of us, plans have changed, but, you know, what, if you could give me one, if you could share one, how to approach now in, in your life since this uh, pandemic has hit us. So something that like a new journey for you or a change that you've had to undergo that you're really wondering. Hadassi, you're breaking up a little bit during the question. Can you just repeat the gist of it? change for us and the question to myself has been how do I go back out there in this changed reality and when my plans have changed and what I would love for you to share in the chat box is is one thing that's changed for you and that you're wondering now how to navigate or navigate anew in your life does that make sense So I see here changing the way we have Shabbat and Chagim. Jamie, can you say a little more about what what that means? So you can you can unmute. Yeah, um, I was saying kind of like because of the pandemic, we're so used to here, especially being my note. Um, we were so used to going to people's like being hosted for Shabbos and never really mm. cooking in our own kitchen. We didn't have like even pots and pans. So we really, uh, us, us villa, us villa et, <laughs> the people in the villa here, we had to really get used to like making a menu and preparing and challah and like we don't have an oven actually. So we have to like figure out what to buy. And it's actually been like beautiful wow. experience in a way and a lot of teamwork, but yeah. And, and then uh, like for Pesach, we were planning on, you know, being hosted for seders and uh, like all of Cholhamoed and all that. And thank, thank God uh, we went to Margas for the first dater, but yeah, so we just had to like figure out our plans for all of that. We had to cover the whole kitchen, clean it, everything, which 
we would have had like many more people here if it wasn't like Corona and yeah, all just all that. Mm. Wow. So it's not yeah. just, it's, it's changing and it's actually learning and navigating yeah. it yourself and figuring like, out how yeah. to do it. So like I hear, I hear the benefit is like, yeah. Like even like we Start really learned how to have a kosher kitchen, like, because that's not something I think majority of us really have had. So like, it's been good experience for that mm. for when we go back home, especially if we're going to go back home and live with our families who aren't keeping kosher. If. If. Not mm. if. Because it's not if. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 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 So that's been, that's been something that you're learning how to navigate and you're kind of taking ownership over something that you were used to kind of being passive and being hosted by people. Yeah. Um, yeah. We have to be, wow. I, I don't like sound so negative, but we're used to being like super lazy when it comes to Shabbat. Like Batya um, would be like, sign up and I'll pair you with the family. And then we'd be like, okay. And like, not even just being paired with the family, just like we would just show up at someone's house you know, Friday night or Saturday lunch. And we sit, the four of us, and we come up with a menu, and then we say, who's going to cook what? And then we clean the dishes. Cleaning stinks. Wow. And all that. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thank you. Wow. Thank Amazing. You. Thank you. Okay, so I see Elle here saying, so much time to think before we act. Time seems to slow down. And going back, hopefully, we'll come in with more perspective and conscious response to the rush of life. So, yeah, we can't see you, but I'm, I'm wondering here if you're also asking yourself, um, you know, if we'll be able to, like, how do we go back and navigate in this very fast-paced um, world and society um, after we've had time to slow you know, to slow time down. Um, and will we able to go back with a new perspective into the rush of life? And uh, that's definitely something that we can all, I think, relate to and, and, and think about. Um, so thank you. Um, great. Anyone else want to, wait, um, did I miss one? Oh yeah, DAC is so changing where I'm going to live and what I'm going to do for work. Wow. Can you say, Dee, can you say a little more about that? Yeah, so when I was in Israel, I started thinking about moving from Atlanta is where I was based and where I still have an apartment. And I've um, mm. been in Chicago and, you know, realized my family is here and a lot of my loved ones are here and while I love Atlanta and that's where I went to school and I'm lucky to have such a strong community there. This kind of feels like this is where I grew up and feels like home. So changing uh, when my lease ends in October, I'm planning to come back to Chicago um, and spending, I get the blessing of having so much time now to kind of figure out next steps and what I want to do for a living. Wow, so that's a big question, right? You're like changing place, changing atmosphere, changing work. I mean, that's, that's huge. That's really huge. It's definitely, it's definitely a journey on its own. 
Um, I see Nora here says I might be starting grad school on a laptop. So what's your question, Nora, in terms of navigating that? What's your main question? I guess finding, because it's social work. So starting social work on a laptop, doing internships like virtually just feels wrong. But I think like mm -hmm. finding, mm -hmm. finding the way to, I mean, people need social workers right now more than usual. So finding a way to like figure out how to apply what I'm learning when I'm not able to be with people, but still like those people need me. Absolutely. So how to do that, like how do you interact and you know, when you have to virtually do all that and how do you learn via you know, um, these, these new mediums, um, for sure, for sure. Thank you sharing those. Um, so let's kind of go back to the song. And I think maybe see it with those of us who know it very well, like a little bit with a fresher, um, with new eyes. So there's that. Okay. So, A song for a sense, I shall raise my to second person then perhaps being ready to go out on a physical, emotional, spiritual journey. Yes, Nora. <laughs> I think it only happens when she's sharing her screen. So I wonder if maybe she should like send out the document to everyone and we can. I don't know. You could also send the link. Like it's not hard to find. I mean, any of us could find it on hubbot.org. Right, right. I'm, I'm wondering if she might have other sources on the sheet though. Oh, you're right. You're right. Come back. Nora, when do you start? When does grad school start? I have no idea. Um, I think in like the beginning of September, but I also am not paying attention because I'm like, you fools. They're like sending emails right now, like assuming we start in person. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't know. Do you think they're My more sister. inclined to start? Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, do you think they're more inclined to start on time and online or push it back to... Okay. No, they have to start on time because they match students with agencies. I mean, whatever, nothing has to happen because Hashem, but their priority is matching us with agencies so that those agencies have the interns they're expecting. 
Hello. Hi. Hi. I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on here. I'm like tried everything. I brought my phone closer. I'm on a hot spot. So I don't know if that's what keeps happening. Okay. Sorry. I don't know how long I was speaking to myself. <laughs> Sarah made a really good. Um, okay, everyone back. Mm -hmm. Sarah made a good point and was sorry. Saying, yeah, sorry? Sarah made a great point and was saying that it seems to be more difficult to hear you when you're sharing your screen is when it cuts out more. Is there a way that you could mm. send a link to um, the document you're looking at in yes. the chat? Okay. Yes, for sure. That's the reason I actually, someone told me you should do that and then send the link. The question is, huh, okay, let's figure this out. Exit full screen. Um, wait one second. So I need to... Right now I'm not in share screen, right? You're not. Not in your screen. Okay, so let's see. I'm gonna go. Let's see. Let's see. Um. Sorry. Now. If I go into the chat, let's see if this works. Tell me if this works. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. Amazing. Yay. So be just be stay on the first slide with me. Okay. Wait, but now if I want to see my screen, then oh, you I can see. click off and we'll still see you. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay, great. Okay. So let me know if this is better. Um, so where were we? So, right. So this is um, the, this person who's about to embark on this journey is looking to the mountains they may be very daunting asking himself or herself, you know, what, how can I get through these mountains? Will I have to climb these mountains? And then he comforts himself saying, my help is from Hashem, the maker of heaven and earth. Since God maybe made, made everything, God is everywhere and God can help me. Um, and then, as I said earlier, there's a shift to second person. And the shift remains um, for the rest of the psalm. From verse 3 to 8, there is basically someone who is blessing this person going on the road. I think it's like a prayer or blessing to someone on this journey. So he says, he will not allow your foot to falter. Your guardian will not slumber. Um, so this, this person who is blessing the person traveling um, makes it very personal, right? He says, God is not only maybe the maker of heaven and earth, 
Um, he will not allow your foot to falter. Your guardian will not slumber. So, right, God is everywhere, yes, but he's, there's also this very personal looking after you on this journey. And I think that's part of the blessing that this traveler should realize how close God is. Um, now, now, verse 4 is interesting because that's the one verse that's not in, neither in first or second person. And there's a question among the commentaries that saw this as a journey for a lone traveler. Um, you know, who said this? Who said verse 4? Um, so it goes like this. Behold, the guardian of Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Now, either it's an extension of verse 3, Right, your foot shall not falter, your guardian will not slumber. Or maybe verse 4 is back to the traveler saying, yeah, behold, hine, um, like strengthening the position of the blesser. Um, yeah, the guardian of Israel will not slumber nor sleep. But I saw one commentator saying something very nice. He said, you know, on one hand, as you can see, he starts out saying the, the traveler, he uses the word helper. He says, from where will my help come? My help is from Hashem. Um, and the blesser uses the word to guard. And the word to guard replaces helper, right? And there's something a lot more holistic about guarding than helping. Helping could be something very momentary, very local. Like I have a problem and someone helps me out. But someone who guards me and protects me is someone that is someone's with me all the time, gives me general protection. And then maybe I won't even need to come to a place, to this problem place where I need help. Um, so the traveler has actually um, maybe taken on or internalized this, this idea because he says in verse three, um, sorry, in verse four, the guardian of Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The word guardian here, shomer Israel in Hebrew. But here he still goes a little bit general. He calls him the guardian of Israel, not my guardian. And the blesser really wants to imbue him with this feeling like, no, you have personal hashgachah. Like God guards you. And for the rest of the psalm, he continues and gives him this, this um, feeling and um, expression of, of how much God is with him. So he continues and he says, Hashem is your guardian. Hashem is your shadow. He is by your right hand. Um, your and your and your. Again, the right hand we've seen twice already the last two weeks that God is your closest advisor uh, and your closest friend that looks after you. Um, by day, the sun will not smite you, nor will the moon at night. And again, I saw the commentators had a question. It's like, yeah, we understand how God could be your shadow and protect you from, you know, the Israeli sun, which is extremely hot here in the Middle East. But what does it mean that the moon won't smite you at night? The moon is, is not something that you really have to be wary of necessarily. Um, and there are different answers to that. The one that I thought would protect you by daylight, and he'll also protect you from the dangers of night. Again, back then, when a person used to travel um, by foot, um, on one hand, there was getting through the day and walking through, and that's why there was that first 
uh, blessing there that your foot shall not falter. But at the same time, God will protect you, you know, nighttime when you can't see anything is a very scary time. Um, and again, we can talk about it metaphorically too, what is nighttime, a time of unclarity, um, and so on. So, and, and God wants slumber also while you're slumbering, while you're sleeping at night, the garden of Israel will not slumber. Hashem will guard you from all evil. He will guard your soul. Um, from all evil, from all bad things in Hebrew, Ibn Ezra says, what is this Ra that uh, we're talking about? He says both from external and internal Ra. And we can all think about when we go about our journeys in life, we have external threats, but there are also very internal threats um, to our journeys. Our fears, our inner voices that tell us, you've heard this me many times, but we've got these inner voices that don't serve us. They, they tell us that we're not good enough, that we can't make it, that we can't be successful, that we failed in the past and therefore we're failures. Um, and so there's external and internal. The, the Hashem will guard you from all evil, from both those aspects, and He will guard your soul. And that when that comes up, usually in Tanakh, Shmirat nefesh means like your life on the most basic level. Meaning he will guard you from all evil, but most basically he will guard your, physically your life. Hashem will guard your going out and your coming in. Hashem From now to eternity. Now here too, like this very much sums up this idea, like Hashem will guard you, when you go out on your journey. But we also need guarding and protection when we come back home. That we come back unharmed, that we come back whole, that we come back bigger people from our journeys. Um, and he expanded from now to eternity, not just from this journey that you're about to embark on, but I bless you that all your journeys, you should be guarded by Hashem. Um, so again, I think this is an expression of, of really a, a psalm that is a blessing for the, for the traveler. Any questions so far? We're good? Okay. Um, so what I want to look at now is the Talmudic text that discusses um, Tfilat HaDerech. Um, that appears in Bavli Brachot 29b, and that's your next slide. Do you all see that? We're good? Everyone's there with me? Yeah. Right. So the text goes like this. So there's this interesting occurrences in the Talmud where the prophet Elijah appears to people and he gives them pieces of advice. And this is one of those instances. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to see everyone. How do I do that? Minimize. Okay. Um, Okay. Elijah said to Rav Yehuda, brother of Rav Saleh Chassida, he gives him some pieces of advice. This is the third one. He says, and when you set out on a journey, consult with your creator and then set out. The Hebrews, The Gemara asks, what is the meaning of 
consult with your creator and then set out. Rabbi Yaakov said that Rav Chista said, that is the traveler's prayer. And Rabbi Yaakov said that Rav Chista said, anyone who sets out on a journey must recite the traveler's prayer. Meaning it's not just a piece of advice, but rather it's mamash halacha, that when someone sets out on a journey, they should recite the traveler's prayer. Um, I want to take a minute and think about this idea of consult with your creator and then set out. And I would love to kind of ask you as a group, what does it mean to consult with one's creator? Okay. Um, to you, what does it mean to you consult with your creator and then set out? Any thoughts on that? So this is reminding me of a conversation I was just having with Hanatsvia earlier today about um, aligning your own will to Hashem's will. And like, if you're setting out on a journey and it's not Hashem's will that you set out on that journey, then like Hashem make it known to me that the path that you want from me is different than this. If you saw the source, this was had to do with the source. No, we, we just happened to be discussing this topic earlier today. That's amazing. Wow, that's incredible. So can you say a little more about aligning your will? Like what does it mean um, to consult the creator and align your will? Uh, I mean, I think it's relevant today. Like we all have these ideas of what we want and making these plans and where our life is going. And like, I know in my personal experience, every time I've held on too closely to those plans and it's not Hashem's plan for me and I've like fought what Hashem's plan is, it's caused me a lot of pain. And when I choose to let go of my plans and choose Hashem's plans, it's actually much better plans in the end. Um, so, so it actually came up in the context of like tefillah and talk and like speaking with Hashem and asking for requests and, um, it just feels like any, any request feels so mundane other than Hashem, just please let me align with your will. Wow. Okay. So I'm, all, I'm, I'm also hearing, <laughs> I'm also hearing a tension maybe between like, so are we not supposed to make any plans? Or are we just supposed to kind of let reality dictate for us, you know, or God, you know, and not make any plans, like where does that, what does that do with aligning God's will? And I think this is a moment of consulting with our creator and asking that question. So there's my plans, there's my hopes, there's my expectations, and then something else is happening. And what do I do with that tension? Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Who else? What is this about for you? Consult with your with your creator and set out. Well, like I said, I've been trying to make plans for this week with friends, um, and mm -hmm. like it's tricky because there's like what we feel comfortable with, what our parents feel comfortable with, what our siblings feel comfortable with, um, and you know, one, one person in particular has been saying like, I'm so excited. I really hope it happens. 
And I've been trying to say, like, I am really hoping whatever Hashem thinks is right will happen. Because, like, the last thing I want to feel is, like, I pushed and made this happen, and then it wasn't the right time. Like, trying, in that sense, like, trying to be in touch with, like, if I'm staying home and I'm not able to see my friends, then, like, that's what Hashem knows that I need or my family needs. And, like, yeah, trying to be in that, like, being excited for being where Hashem wants me to be instead of being excited for where I think I want to be. So what's the question to yourself? Like, how do you... How do you question yourself before you do something then? Um, am, I, am I like, do I want this because I think this is where Hashem is leading me? Or do I want this even if Hashem says no? Like trying to yeah. reset my intention. Like, am I going to be okay with shifting my plan if Hashem says no? Mm. So again, it's the ability that Sarah was talking about, about like letting go as well, like making plans. And even letting ourselves get excited about it and, and be engaged because we don't want to be lead a sterile life. You know, we want to be filled with emotion and passion and so on. But yet the ability to, to let go at the, at the point where we feel like maybe this is not where I'm meant to be going right now. Right. Yeah. Who was, who was, I mean, most of you were supposed to be in Israel right now, correct? I mean, some of you are. <laughs> yes, the villa is, <laughs> Sarah, but uh, Nora, were you supposed to be in Israel still? You were. So it's a big deal, and Dee as well. Um, it is. Like, sure. I like, it's it's like, what, I was supposed to be learning Torah in Israel. Like, that's a bad thing. That's an amazing thing. Yeah. And I've been saying for years and years that when I come to Israel, the one thing I really, really, really want to do is go to Harmei Ron on Lagba Omer. And like mm. being in Israel was amazing, but I still have not done the one thing I really came to Israel to do. <laughs> right. Second that. Well, the thing is that you would have been able to do it here, so you shouldn't feel bad about that. So, you know, probably meant to do it another time. Um... Anyone else want to say something about what it means to them to consult or take advice from your creator and then set off set or, let, or, or go? Does it evoke anything else? No? Okay, so things that like a couple things that I kind of noticed when I was reading this source is the fact um, that it used the words konecha, your creator. It said your God, it could have said your king, right? Konecha is like literally means it means it comes up a few times in the Tanakh where it says konecha maim ve'aretz, the maker of heaven and earth, which actually reminds me of, of our psalm. Um, but it's kind of like the he who acquired you, he who made an acquisition of you. I belong to him uh, by the fact that he created me. And perhaps this moment before we set out on a journey as a creation of, of Hashem is, is asking myself, like, what are my strengths? What are things that challenge me? What would Hashem as my creator want from me? Like, what is my role? 
in this journey that I'm about to take, whatever. It could be a small journey is of, you know, whether I'm going to see my friends and go out. It could be like, you know, I think I'm going to move states and change my job or, you know, or make Aliyah or, right, it could be very big things or marry this person or, right, it could be so many different things. Um, but asking myself, like, what is my role? What was I created for? What does Hashem want from me? On your source sheet, you can see there that rush, if you click on the slide, I don't know if you're on the next slide already, but on this slide, do you see what Rashi says? Do you see at the bottom of that slide, right? Rashi says that it means tol reshut is a request permission from Hashem. Um, so it's like taking a moment, according to Rashi, and say, wait, like, do, do I really think that God wants me to do this? And again, with this idea that God is my creator and I'm his creation, um, it's like, am I fulfilling the role the way that I think my creator wants for me? Um, and am I lighting my, my will? Um, so if you go over to the next slide, um, it's the continuation of that same Gomara. According to the sugya there, the question is, what is, the formula then for Tfilat Ederech. Um, it will probably look familiar to you, although the modern version is uh, a little different, uh, but the core is the same. Do you all see that, Tfilat Ederech? We're good? Okay. So, right, so the Gemara asks, what is the traveler's prayer? And it answers, may be your will, Hashem my God, to lead me to peace direct my steps to peace and guide me to peace and rescue me from the hands of any enemy or ambush along the way and send blessing to the work of my hands and let me find grace, kindness, and compassion in your eyes and in the eyes of all who see, who see me. Blessed are you, Hashem, who hears prayer. Um, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful prayer. Um, it's interesting that we start out um, by asking, may it be your will. May it be the will before you. Uh, which we start, we often start some brachot with, with those words. And again, as, as Sarah was saying, may it be your will. May my journey that I'm about to embark on, may that be your will, this journey. Um, and maybe that's the way of requesting permission. Now, it's interesting to me also that as opposed to the modern version of, um, in our modern versions, we, it says that we should be led to our desired destination. Here, there's no destination. The destination for me when I was reading this was peace. Lead me to peace. Direct my steps to peace and guide me to peace. Um, Right, with no other destination, that my destination should be a peaceful place. And to me, again, I think peaceful could mean aligned. It could be whole. I should get there whole myself uh, in harmony. And it's interesting, Gamara discusses the fact that it doesn't say you should lead me in peace, direct me, direct my steps in peace and guide me in peace. And I was trying to think of like, why does it say to peace and the journey shouldn't be in peace? Like we all yearn that our journeys should be peaceful, but I'm not sure when I thought about it, that journeys can be so peaceful because a real journey 
of expansion of coming to a new place again be physical emotional spiritual means that we have to leave our comfort zone and that's not a peaceful thing i know for myself whenever i have to like the zoom thing is not peaceful for me <laughs> it's a journey that's making me every week i'm like racking my brain how can i make this work for me because this is so different than what i'm used to and i can't feel everyone's like in a real room, in a physical room, I can feel people's energy and I can see people's body language better and I can hear them. And, I, and for me, I, I have to be honest, this is, it's a challenge and I'm taking it on, but it's not in peace. It's, it's, it's two peace, hopefully, but not in peace. And I, and I think that's what journeys are, are about. They're hopefully two peace to that alignment. But the journey itself is challenging. Um, and we're asking that this journey, we're asking rescue me from the hands of any enemy or ambush along the way. Any journey and transition comes with threats, with enemies on the way, again, internal and external uh, that bar us from, from doing things. And then we ask that Hashem send blessing to the work of our hands, that what we do do and what we desire is, is blessed by Hashem. And then we add, we, then I think it's not just about the conclusion and the product. We also ask to find grace, kindness, and compassion, both in Hashem's eyes and people's eyes. And it reminded me of the heavens and the earth. We want to be in alignment. We want to be in tune. And I think we probably all know moments in our lives where we felt like we were in the right place at the right moment. Like we said the right words to someone that touched them or someone touched us. Or we did something and we felt like in sync with ourselves, with other people, with Hashem. And those are moments of, of alignment. Those, are, I, those moments are miraculous for me. And they're such a blessing. They give us fuel a lot of times. Like we feel like we're on the right path. Um, so... Um, I thought this, for me, this, this chapter and, and this thought about Tfilat HaDerech was, was very appropriate. Again, back to my question of like, how do I go back in the world with a changed reality um, when I do have clients and have to think about, do I Zoom clients or do I meet them in person? Um, when I do go meet them in person, I was speaking to a colleague of mine today, I'm going back next week. You know, I'm going to have some, we all have a little bit of an aversion of sitting in a room with many other people now at this point. Um, how will I do that? And how will that not um, destroy the relationship that I have with people in the room? So all these questions have come up of how do I go back on this, on these new journeys? Um, and I think, I think these are amazing kavanot to have before you go out on your respective journeys. What I'd like to do now is for you each to take like four minutes and then we'll wrap up all together. Bring a piece of paper, please. Um, you can probably see you have some questions there on the third slide. Okay, do you all see them? Just kind of thumbs up. All see them? Great. Um, so let's take, I'm going to look at the clock. I'm going to give you four minutes. It's quite a few questions. Answer what you feel 
kind of um, hits you and what resonates and um, what can, make, can help you grow. And we'll take four minutes and that's Lecha.
Okay. Sorry to, if you're still writing, I would definitely, these are questions for you as always to take as homework and reflection for yourself um, for, for after class. Um, I would love to hear if anyone is willing to share either something that kind of this um, brought up for them or something they're taking away from this or a question they have for themselves that they're, they're taking from this uh, session. I'd love to hear that. I do see that Jamie wrote here, um, or Hanatsvia, I'm not sure. Hanatsvia wrote it? Hanatsvia. She wrote it. Yeah. Okay. She wrote, I'm looking to make my creator's will my will. I'm looking for the signs of what direction to take. I'm going to peace by praying every morning, evening, and afternoon, asking Hashem to make our wills align and reveal the signs. Thank you. So that's, those are little signposts for you um, in times during the day where we take that as, as this tefillah faderach. Who else can share? Um, something that kind of touched them or that they're thinking about after the session. So I think that I'm always quick to um, like want to get to the end goal. And so I remember thinking about what I wanted to do when I was in school and it was like, what's the most logical thing to do with my degree and just wanting to reach this end point so that I had an answer not only for myself, but for everyone else. It's like, what are you going to do with that? What do you want to, you know, what's next? What's next? Um, yeah. And kind of being, using this time to be okay with enjoying the process and focusing more on the process. And I'm not one to normally do that. I like to have answers. And so to say, yeah. you know, it, but it's also, it, I find it more challenging now because I want to say this is my intention and my, what I'm thinking right now. And how I see it is that it will align with God's will, but most of the people in my life are not very religious. And so even though that's something that's in my head with all of these thoughts of like, may it be God's will or like, this is where I'm at, but I know that those plans may change. I find myself wanting to finish those sentences with that because that provides me with peace and comfort and is really what I truly believe but it just sounds like very religious coming out of my mouth <laughs> mm. so you're worried about other people and their reaction to your intention setting yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and we have to know what environment we're in and if it's going to be received and if we're going to be, if people are going to hear and be able to understand. And sometimes when it's not, then, then, then maybe, you know, we can't share that with people that, that won't be there um, with us. And, and I think I also hear you saying that there's a lot of um, many voices around us, you know, that um, internal you know, what's the most logical thing, but they're also fed by family and society, some of which are, are very concerned for us and worried and, and would like to see us thriving, um, but it doesn't always serve our inner authentic voice 
that has that kavana of you know what is God's will, and I'll do things, and and um, and I hope that they'll align with my creator's will for sure. For sure, and we have to really sometimes try. It's very difficult to tune out those those voices. And kind of, and I think it's an opportunity. And as as Hannah Tzviya said, like the prayers of the day are, are small opportunities to realign ourselves and to remind ourselves, like, wait, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? Who am I doing it for? Is it for my parents? Is it for society? Is it because I feel this is the right thing uh, for me? Reminds me also of the mezuzah. You know, we walk in and out of our house. The mezuzah, I think, is a reminder, whether we kiss it or not, you know, of God's protection and, and, and reminding ourselves as we're leaving our home and our safe space, especially these days. But also, we're supposed to invoke that when we walk into the house and, like, how am I coming back in for my journey? You know, I think about it as a parent. How do I bring my day in into the house? What, how do I want to create my house after having been outside? Um, you know, so I'm going to obviously take all the cleaning, um, you know, these days, uh, precautions to make sure that I'm not bringing any germs into the house, but in the same vein, what kind of spiritual, emotional germs could I be bringing in like anger, like, um, right? Like different forms of idol worship that I could be bringing noise from outside when I want to be bringing peace into the home as well. So, um, you know, so we have little reminders that we can we can remind ourselves we can't always express it overly because people don't always understand. But this is why it's wonderful, I think, to have this group of learning women that maybe you can't share it with your families always or with your you know friends and people that you're at there. But there's always this spiritual community that you can turn to each other um, and and share that with them. Um, in a way that that feels true to you. Um, thank you, Dee. Who else would like to kind of share something, a thought that they're taking with them today? I can share. Um, so two things came up for me. Um, I really like this idea of checking in with Hashem, but I sometimes struggle in some of the more structured ways. And so I think for me, I need to reflect on like, what's a way that I connect to Hashem personally in my own way where I can check in. Um, and the other piece is I've had this kind of like contrast over the last two years. I've really lived with no plans. Like I quit my job to go travel the world and like I ended up in Israel and just kind of let Hashem take me where I need to go. Um, but so it's easy for me to fall back into not making plans and especially at a time where plans just don't really make so much sense right now. Um, mm -hmm. It's been easy to not make plans, but now kind of like, as we were talking about this, just reflecting on like in order to align with Hashem's will and in order to like get feedback on my plan, I have to make a plan. Um, and it reminds me of when I was uh, working and um, like when we would start a new project in order to kind of get the ball rolling, you have to propose something first and then you get feedback on it and then it can keep moving forward. And so mm. um, transitioning back into 
like, okay, I'm going to try to make a plan again. And and like, even as I'm talking about, it's like, oh, that's like a little uncomfortable. I don't like really want to start making plans because everything's going to change and none of my plans are going to go according to my plan. So, um, but Mm -hmm. kind of gaining a little more confidence to say like, okay, I'm going to make a plan, but I'm not going to be too attached to it. And I'm going to allow Hashem to give me feedback on it. Well, definitely, definitely a question how to do that, how to balance those throughout and have the courage to make plans again um, and not be afraid that they're going to they're gonna fall through um, and not put too much expectation and hope in them. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Anyone else? Nora, you look deep in thought. I have a lot going on this week, like not just seeing friends, and this is really spot on. And it happens to be, I've been reading Kuf Chaf Aleph for a long, long time now, like particularly for everything that's going on right now. I didn't really think like the pandemic would be the time that things would start moving and shifting, but like here we are. So this is just like, yeah, it's, it's all really, really, really timely for me right now. Okay. I wish I could give you a hug right now. I'm sending you a hug from Yerushalayim. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Hashem. Everything that comes from Hashem is good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone, for for thank sharing. Um, been a pleasure. And uh, bless us all that our all our journeys should be to peace. Amen. 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 Okay, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Laila Tov. Laila Tov. Have a good day. Okay. Bye. Bye. Give a cup.